And welcome to episode number five of the Inez Says Podcast here in the WDBO app. I appreciate you being here today. I told you guys from the get-go that I'm not going to pull any punches. You are not allowing me to pull <laughs> any punches in these podcasts because we, we've talked about race in America. We've talked about the national anthem and kneeling and standing, and we've talked about the Jacob Blake shooting in the first four episodes of the podcast. And today it's politics. You guys won't allow me to ease into this. The question I got from a person on instant message the other day was, what do I think of Donald Trump? Uh, that is an absolutely loaded question. I must admit, I am a little uncomfortable talking about politics because, look, I have friends, I have family members who are on opposite sides of the spectrum, some on the left, some on the right. I love them just as much on the left and on the right. I'd like to think that I'm an open-minded person. I actually am becoming more open-minded the older I get, which is kind of the opposite of the way it usually goes. But I think I, I'm becoming more and more open-minded as I get older. And I'm happy about that. And I've already told you, look, I'm not an ideologue just because I'm right of center. And I call myself a common sensian, if you will, a common sense conservative, because common sense is no longer common anymore. But just because I'm right of center, it doesn't mean that I believe that everybody on the left is evil. To the contrary, I, I don't. I have family members and friends who are uh, of that mind politically, and I think it's a good thing to have dialogue with people like that and, and to not make them into these evildoers like some of us do in this country today. Look at our streets. Look at what's going on in our streets right now. I think social media has much to do with what's going on today because we tend to vilify countering viewpoints on social media. I absolutely hate Twitter, by the way. And, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know. <laughs> the only reason why I'm on Twitter is because I have to be because of my job. But I hate it. I hate it. And case in point about Twitter, earlier this week, I put up a tweet about the NBA playoff game uh, between the Magic and the Bucks, and I had just tuned in expecting to to see basketball, but instead we got the boycott from the Milwaukee Bucks, and at that point we really didn't know what was going on. Well, some dudes went all, I, I think I said something effective, I just want 2020 to end right now. Benign comment, not politi no, no political slant whatsoever. I, I had some dudes just jumping all over. Well, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than 2020. It's bigger than basketball. Give me a break. Twitter, is, to me, is just a, a cesspool of negativity. Now, do I use it in terms of breaking news? Yeah, it's great for breaking news. But if you want to talk politics, forget about it. Can't do it. It's a cesspool of negativity. And I know I'm supposed to be talking about Donald Trump here, and I'll get to that. But I've kind of gone off on a tangent that really irks me because the cancel culture has kind of permeated our nation and it's crippled us in terms of talking about political dialogue and compromise and, and, and being America. And that scares me to no end. I mean, the environment that we're in right now is frightening to me because we have become closed minded. And again, I'll be the first one to admit it. A lot of it goes back to us on the media. Because the media is very distrusted today, and I don't blame any of you. I'm in the media, and I don't blame any of you for distrusting the media. And that's sad to me because I've worked in media my entire career. But I got to tell you, the mistrust is warranted. At times, I'm ashamed. At times, I'm ashamed of working in the media because when I began in this game a long, long time ago, I remember when working in the media was part of the public trust. It was a public service. 
to tell the truth. And now that it's become big business, the fragmentation that we've seen in our society continues. There is a fragmentation we see in the media culture. And frankly, that to me is dangerous because if you are seeking quote unquote news organizations that provide you with news that fits your opinion, that to me spells trouble. And that's what's happened in today's America. People don't trust the media. Where do you go? Then you go find either a progressive or a conservative viewpoint that corresponds to your opinion. That to me is very dangerous. I And again, I, I'm going to get to Trump, I promise. But I'm kind of going off here because I, I remember as a kid, and probably some of you remember growing up, with the late, great Walter Cronkite. My parents would watch Uncle Walter every single night on CBS to get their national news. And of course, they would read newspapers, something that no one seems to be doing today. Back then, you could trust newspapers. Today, very few people trust them. But Cronkite was Uncle Walter to a lot of us Americans because you could trust him. You could trust Walter Cronkite. Now, Later on, after he retired, you found out what his politics were, which were to the left. But you never knew that. You never knew that at the time. So you trusted him. You trusted Walter Cronkite as a source. You, you can't trust many sources today, and that's sad to me. I don't want to sit here and tell you that all media is corrupt. It's not, and I know it's going to sound extremely self-serving. I promise I'll get to Trump coming up. I do believe that the company that I work for, Cox Media Group, does a very good job in striving for truth and urges all of us to strive for truth. And I would hope you folks who listen to Orlando's News at Noon with Scott Inez here on WDBO every day at noontime, I would hope that you tune in every day to hear us hit it right down the middle politically and tell truth. Okay? All right. So enough about the media. So I, I got this question the other day, so Inez says, what do you think of President Donald J. Trump? I hope you know by now, even though I'd, I'd like to <laughs> possibly ease into this podcast a little bit more than I have, I hope you know that I tell it like I see it, okay? And while I lean right, credibility with my audience is the number one concern for me. If I have no credibility, I got nothing. I got nothing. But you guys won't allow me to ease into this podcast, so I'm going to let it rip. My thoughts on President Trump. Some family members do get frustrated with me at times because I'm not one of those conservatives who's all in on Donald Trump. I'm not an ideologue, okay? I seek truth. Do I think he's a great leader? I think he's a great leader for 50% of the country. I don't know if he's a great leader of our nation. Uh, is he a great communicator? No, he's not a great communicator. And I think that gets him into trouble a lot. I think he falls into media traps quite a bit. I think he's way too thin-skinned for the office that he holds. I think he tweets way too much. Way too much for my liking. Uh, is he narcissistic? Yup. Yup, he is. He, he's got an ego the size of the earth itself. I mean, I think we all know that. What do I admire about Donald Trump? His boundless energy. For a 70-something-year-old dude, uh, he, this guy is a doer. The energy that he has is absolutely incredible. I don't know if he ever sleeps, and if he does, maybe it's two to three hours a night. I wish I could be like that. I need my six, seven, eight hours every night. I question Donald Trump a lot, but I never question his love for this country. I never question his patriotism. He is a, a worker bee who I believe wants to see the best for America. I admire his 
toughness. I admire his fight. He is a backyard brawler. I don't know of anybody, folks. I don't know of anybody who could withstand the last three and a half years or so with the countless attacks coming from the left, the Mueller report, the you know Russia, 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 impeachment, so forth and so on. It's been one attempt after another to discredit the president by the left. And yet this dude, man, he's like the Energizer bunny. He just keeps going. He keeps fighting. He keeps clawing. He keeps scratching. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I talked about his sleep pattern before. Like I, that DC machine would have beat me down a long, long time ago, but not this guy. I mean, yeah, you get the feeling he loves a good fight, but what he's experienced in the last three and a half, almost four years, I, I don't know how he does it. I really don't. I was talking to a friend recently and he told me something that stuck with me. He said, Scott, Trump's an a-hole, but he's our a-hole. I think that about sums it up for a lot of people of the conservative slash Republican nature out there. And look, what people on the left don't fully grasp is that I do believe, again, my opinion, my podcast, I do believe that the eight years that we had a president Obama created what we've seen over the last, what, five years now with Donald Trump, president Obama created president Trump, president Obama created the phenomenon that we are seeing today. And again, calling it like it is, I think President Obama created the anger, the frustration in middle-class America, of which I am a card-carrying member. It's a middle-class America that has been fed up in terms of being neglected. I do believe that those eight years of President Obama created a frustration never felt before by the working class people of America. And again, back to the media. The media wants to claim that it's all about racism. It's not about racism. This is what they're they're totally missing about the eight years of Obama and what President Trump has capitalized on in, in this Trump phenomenon. It, it has nothing to do with racism. It has everything to do with the working class people of America being forgotten. The people who, who believe in their Bibles and in their guns, if you will. We were neglected for eight years. President Obama did some good things. Yeah, okay, but he outsourced so many of our jobs. He apologized for America on an international stage, which ruffled my feathers and a lot of feathers out there because of our great love for this country identity politics really started with him and it's something that continues to eat at people's nerves today and president trump is right when he says obama created trump he's absolutely right and yet the media totally ignores that and just buys into the narrative that we're all racist we're not so what we're seeing over the last nearly 12 years is the politics of the extremes in America. Obama started it with his attack on the middle class. And now over the last almost four years, we've seen America in total reverse, total reverse with Trump trying to revive the middle class and attack the PC culture that Obama created. Four more years of Trump or a Biden-Harris ticket. What do you want? I, I want a focus on capitalism, on the economy, on jobs, on law and order, something that we're not seeing in the streets of American cities right now. To me, it's all about standing up to China. I go back to what my friend told me. Trump's an a-hole, but he's our a-hole. Right now, 
he's the only thing standing in the way of what I believe would be a socialistic-leaning America in the future, and we can't afford to have that. All right, that's going to do it for episode five of the Inez Says podcast. If they'll allow me, I'll be back for a six coming up in a few days. Thanks for listening to the Inez Says podcast here in the WDBO app.